Greetings, greetings. Welcome to another episode of Truth to Power. This is just going to be the beginning. We're um, we're kind of in the evening. I got some time. We're in the, well, not the evening, but the afternoon. I kind of got some time. But I just got the news that legendary rap star DMX has passed. I really want to give a quick shout out to him and his family. May his spirit rest in peace. The guy really did have a great spirit, in my opinion, despite the fact that he was battling his own demons at the time and even at the time of his death. The guy had a great spirit, you know. The guy had a great spirit. It was very, uh, it was a very um, energetic spirit. You could just tell it, tell tell it about him when he did interviews, um, and it just it's very sad to see and to hear from, hear about this news. Um, everybody was praying outside this hospital. It's just very sad, man. And I even and I even tell y'all something. Let me tell y'all how popular DMX was when I was growing up. DMX was so popular that my mother knew his song. My mother knew a song of DMX. That party up, that was my mama's shit back in the day. So shout out to DMX, DMX. He will be missed, but you know, you know what they say, you know, you got to keep that spirit busy. May his spirit um, remain busy and um, may his life be a testament of what you can do. You can make it out of bad circumstances, despite whatever circumstances you're in. If you're willing to work hard enough, if you're willing to have the discipline and the aggression and the assertiveness of a man that a man should have, you'll make it out. You'll do what you want to do and you'll be great at what you want to do. But just a quick shout out to DMX right quick. And um, we will be doing Truth to Power um, later on today. And I will be dropping an episode later on tonight. Dropping that episode later on tonight. But I just wanted to check in with y'all right quick and let y'all know how I was feeling about this situation. I'm going to um, actually add this on to the episode. So we're going to hear this because tonight, man, we're going to be talking about um, <clears throat> having a strong value system. We're going to be talking about that, not just having a strong value system, but we're going to be talking about compromised people in our circle, people that are compromised. So we're going to be talking about all that tonight on Truth to Power. But once again, man, I'm, I don't like to say rest in peace, you know, because I don't need none of our ancestors, none of our spirits. We don't need none of that resting. We need them busy. We need them on their job still. And if I go, hopefully you guys say the same thing. May your spirit remain busy, Tyrus McKnight. But, um, Shout out to Dale Max and his family. Um, hope your spirit remains busy, my brother. And thank you for all the great music, all the great memories that you've been able to give us over the years, even though we haven't been able to see your whole full life, just 
Shout out to you, man. I wish I could have personally gave you your flowers while you were here, but I've always given DMX's flowers, you know, by my, you know, within myself, within my own realm, within my own circle. But I wish I could have met you and gave you your flowers and tell you how much you really mean to hip hop, how much you mean to the black community as a whole. But um, once again, man, may your spirit rest in peace, DMX. African-American and I'm the head coach here. It's significant. Um, I know that in terms of Division I head coaches all around the country, only 26% of the head coaches for Division I men's basketball are compromised by minorities, specifically African-Americans. I know that it is significant that I'm the fourth African-American head coach in any sport in the history of the University of North Carolina. I'm very proud to be African-American, but I'm also very proud that my wife is white. And I'm very I think I speak for everybody listening right now when I say, nigga, what? There's no reason why you got that job. No reason you got that job because they realized you were already compromised. And we as black people, and you know, I know I give the bed winters a hard time, but bed winters and bed bucks. This is why you're excluded from ever being a part of any black empowerment discussions because it's not in you you value white people white sexual access if you're a bad buck white men and women if you're a bad winch white men and women <laughs> you value them more than you do black empowerment. Now this guy is clearly compromised. And I tell the story often. I talk about the time when I was working at Home Depot back in the day. And I was having a conversation with this guy. He's a brother, black man. And I go, we were having a conversation. I'm talking about like deep, deep conversation about black empowerment about black people, what needs to be done, you know, things like that. We were having this conversation. It was amongst us. And I was like, oh, I was like, damn, this brother is down. This brother is real. Because of the way he was talking. And then I said, you know, if they don't chill out, man, we might have to go to war. This dude stopped me in my tracks and said, whoa, 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 whoa. What you mean war, brother? What you talking about war for, brother? Because I kill a whole lot of niggas behind my white bitch. He told me in those exact words. And I never forget that. Because that taught me one thing. They could talk the talk. They could walk the walk. 
Nah, they're going to talk the talk. That's, that's as much as you're going to get out of them. They're not even going to walk the walk. They can appear to be walking the walk, but they refuse to do the necessary steps to actually do the walking. Now, when we're going up against white supremacy and white supremacists alike, we don't need any compromised Negroes talking about they're proud to have their white woman. They're proud to have their white man. That they're proud to be buck broken. They're proud that they'll kill a whole bunch of niggas behind a white bitch. His words, not mine. His words, not mine. And it's getting to the point where you could literally, you could literally start peeping who's going to be down. You could literally peep who's going down. Now, the reason why I get on bed winters and bed bugs so much is because of this. When you're giving somebody sexual sexual access to your body, right? Let's get spiritual for a moment. for a moment if you're giving somebody sexual access to your body you also give them sexual access to your spirit and your mind you're giving them access to your spirit and your mind that's why when you see black men with white women they're not they don't seem to be all the way there they don't seem to be all the way the way you are. They have a certain type of twang to them, certain type of movement, a certain type of voice deflection. And most of all, a certain type of action. And speech. So when we talk about compromised Negroes, like that one, like that new coach in North Carolina, and also I'm going to say this because you could tell, you could tell just by how extreme like when i go against white supremacy i get extreme with it right and some people that scares some people there's a certain amount of sector of black people that get scared they go oh like like i like your program but you know you was you was you was going off man what's what's up with that those type of niggas right there those type of soft-hearted Jesus praying ass niggas right like that. And I said it just like I meant it. Those Jesus praying ass niggas that still see their Lord and Savior as the white man. Those type of niggas right there. Those are the ones that you avoid. Those are the ones that you avoid. Like I told somebody the other day, and I think I said on this program many a times, 
take your ass to any city, any any church. I don't care what it is. Do this experiment. Take your ass to any church. You're going to see three types of men, three types of people there. Not even three types of men. Three types of people. You're going to see old married slash married men there with their wives. You're going to see women. And you're going to see some homosexuals. Because heterosexual men, we already know the game. But when somebody gets old, they get tired of fighting. When somebody's compromised, they're willing to be compromised in other places as well. If they're being compromised in their mind, they're willing to be compromised in other places as well. And we can't be willing to just let things like that slide. We just can't. We just can't. And you know, another thing was this. You know, even though I think Michael Jordan is a compromised Negro, my brother pointed something out to me. Shout out to my brother. He said, while we were watching The Last Dance one time, we were watching a documentary, he said, this is the last black athlete, prominent black athlete that they had him and his father always was together. Like they paraded him around with his father. They showed him with his father at all times. Everybody else has been a mama or they white woman. And that's significant. Because if you're on a battle lines with me, In any context, I don't need you thinking about, and I'm fighting against white supremacy, I don't need you thinking about how this is going to affect your white woman or your white man. You watch people like that. You watch them. Byron Allen is another one. These guys, and you know who else? Unfortunately, you know who else? Jeezy. Jeezy. He's become compromised as well. And it's very interesting. As soon as they get sexual access to another race of people, or they start having sexual intercourse with another race of people, then all of a sudden, they forget about their people, and they go on with the with the race the race that they're with. Like for instance, Jesus and his um, newly wife, newly wedded wife, I think her name is um something Jenny Ma. Did I pronounce that correctly? If I did, there's no disrespect. There's no Asian hate on this microphone right now despite what media apparatuses are saying about black people. But they're going to stop the Asian hate. 
and I have been on a personal jihad myself about not supporting Asian businesses because of their lack of respect for black people and their downright um, just physical aggression towards black women. And but when you start saying that black people are practicing Asian hate, just by them saying derogatory things towards Asians, okay, let me tell y'all something. The Asians don't have the equivalent of a Latasha Harlins. Shout out Jason Black. They don't have that equivalent. Asians do not have the equivalent of a George Floyd in which the white man is literally standing on his neck until he passes out and dies. And then they have an Asian officer assisting him in the death of a black man. In the murder of a black man. Let me correct that. Not in the death of a black man. In the downright murder of a black man. They don't have that equivalent. Nobody's saying stop the black American hate. We have to go out in the streets and put in work in order for them to even acknowledge something wrong has happened. We have to go out in the streets and put in work. And start uprising. But a lot of people don't remember Latasha Harlins because they think the Rodney King riots, when they did the LA riots, that they were just about Rodney King. No, 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 no. That was just the straw that broke the camel's back. Latasha Harlins, him, and some other people getting unjustly killed. They don't have the equivalent of a Peter Liang in which a black cop just went in and shot some Asians up and then, and then we take to the streets and say, oh, that cop doesn't deserve to be arrested. Because in the recent recent century, the only person that they probably can uh, say anything about was this officer in New Orleans. They could talk about her. But she really had mental issues, though. I'm not excusing murder, but she really had mental issues. Now, they could probably point to that, but other than that, no, they don't. They don't have no real equivalent of somebody intensely going in and trying to blow out somebody's brains. They don't. And then, guess what? When she got convicted for a death sentence, black people didn't protest that. Black people didn't protest it. We say, okay, she did wrong, you know. Try to do a robbery, turned into a murder, and um, she got what was um, what was owed to her, I guess. But we didn't protest when Peter Liang killed a kid boy. 
They were out in the streets protesting. As if he should get away. We we don't they don't want to have the equivalent of a Daniel Hoshcloth. Who had the rape, who raped 23 black women. All oh, these things are in recent time, by the way. Not not any incidents that happened in the 90s. Oh, this is in recent time. But I'm just supposing everything, with the exception of Latasha Harlins, but I'm just supposing everything to right now. They don't have any of these things. As a matter of fact, they come to our neighborhoods to make money. But our value system, and I really want to touch on this, our value system is so low in a black community that not only are we willing to accept whatever somebody tells us, but we're willing to compliment our oppressors. Now, nobody asked the guy, are you happy? And I'm going back to the North Carolina coach. Are you happy with your white wife? Nobody gives a damn. But you just had to put that out there. Yeah, it's significant. I'm only just one of the few black coaches in the whole NCAA. But I'm happy I'm a black man and I'm happy I got my white wife. I think I speak for all of us that are listening, that listen to my program, with the exception of a few white supremacists. Man, fuck you and that bitch. And I said it like I meant it. And I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, you know, Tyra's, that was kind of, she ain't doing it. Man, fuck you and that bitch. Because if it come down to it, he going to be just like that guy at Home Depot. Whoa, 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 whoa. What you talking about warfare, brother? Because I kill a whole bunch of niggas behind my white bitch. He going to be just like that guy from Home Depot that I was telling y'all about. And if y'all, and if those who have worked with me at Home Depot during that time, y'all know what I'm talking about. I witnessed a lot of racial shit at Home Depot. I've been a part of a lot of racial shit when I was working at Home Depot, just working in New Orleans, period, just being in New Orleans, period, Louisiana, period. So when people say, I haven't experienced any racism until adulthood, I'm like, well, goddamn. But it's mostly, it's mostly black women that tell me that. Because as black men, we we very much experienced that our whole lives. So I was like, God damn. I was like, man, when I went to elementary school my first day, I experienced racism. Right in the office. I experienced it right head on. But... I'm here to tell you guys the whole point of this show tonight was not only just to um, to tell you guys about uh, about compromised Negroes. It was to tell you that we need to raise the bar on our value system. What we value what we give our time to, 
what we give our spirit to, what we give our mind to. We need to raise the bar significantly because compromised Negroes like this have been, will be, and always are a problem. And every turn we make. At every single turn we make. And we could go on and on about Barack Obama, white mother, Larry Elder, white significant other. We could go on and on. But when they get some of that white coach, it activates that little cone chip that they got in their brains. And it's fucking disgusting. It's re it really is. It's fucking disgusting. But in closing, in closing, I want to say we as black people, we must raise our value system. We have to. Just think about your value system, what you give your time to, what you give your spirit to. And then... I want you to think to yourself, how can I improve upon this? Is this going to help my people or is this going to hurt my people? Is this going to help me or is this going to hurt me? We need to start thinking in those terms. What do you value? Do you, do you value progression? Economically, physically, spiritually, physically? Mentally, do you value that? And if you don't, then I'm suggesting strongly that it's time that you do. And once again, I want to say this. I started the show by saying this, but once again, DMX, Earl Simmons. May your spirit rest. No, may your spirit remain busy, my brother. I just spoke truth to power. Have a good night.